you know how a, a rain barrel works, right? You, you get a barrel, um, whether that's your typical 55 gallon barrel or one of the smaller 30 gallon sizes, or you could go bigger and, and get one of the really big tanks. We've got a, a 1500 gallon tank out here on the homestead, which we've used to collect water in over the years. It's now since been converted into um, an animal shelter, but, but whatever size barrel you choose, the, the important thing is that it's watertight um, and it's made to hold large volumes of water, right? And then, and then you hook up your barrel to whatever rain collection system uh, you've MacGyvered. For, for some people, uh, for most people probably, that's going to be onto the gutters of their house. And um, whenever it rains, your barrel gets filled up for you to use for whatever future needs you've got. Uh, if you, you put a good valve on it, uh, you can use the barrel to, to water your garden. Uh, you can use it to supply water to your animals, or you can do what we did uh, when, when we were using our 1,500-gallon tank before we finally got hooked up to um, our well. We used the rainwater for potable household use with, with the help of a couple filters, and it, it served us quite well. Um, but, but it's a pretty simple, pretty common um, pr pretty reliable system. Uh, a lot of people out there uh, use rain barrels. Well, guess what? If, if you can wrap your mind around how a rain barrel system works, you can wrap your mind around getting ahead financially. Uh, really, because the, the same principles apply. Um, except instead of storing up a water surplus, what, what you're doing is you're storing up a budget surplus, uh, which, like the, the water barrel, can get you not just to the next time it rains, right, or, or to the next time you get paid on payday, uh, but ideally, if it's managed well, it can get you a lot further down the road than that, such, such that... Um, if you had to, you could even skip a couple of those income periods and be just fine because of the financial rainy day fund you, you stored in advance. Um, I, I think it helps to think about this um, in, in three parts. Think of your finances in three parts, or at least in respect to um, getting ahead in your finances in three parts. The first part um, or, or we could say the first step in getting ahead in your finances is to, uh, it, it's to determine what size barrel you need. I'm convinced a lot of people have trouble making progress in their finances because they have never given sufficient thought to that question. Uh, they've never defined and they've, they've certainly never calculated what their needs actually are. And understand when I use the word needs, I, I, I don't even mean to put that in contrast to a person's wants. There is a difference between needs and wants, but here I'm just kind of lumping them together because I understand realistically life is more than just survival. So um, another way to put it is you've got to start by determining in hard numbers what standard of living um, and, and that encompasses both needs and wants, what standard of living you envision your family uh, to, to, to want to operate on. Um, is it going to be a 55-gallon drum or a 1,500-gallon drum? Do you need a cash uh, flow, a net cash flow of, of 40000 a year or 140000 a year? A lot of that depends on the family. Uh, some families can can get by 
for a lot less than others. And on that point, I'll let you in on a little secret, and that is the reason a lot of people feel that they can never get ahead financially isn't because they've underestimated the barrel size they need, but because they've overestimated what they need. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can easily underestimate what your family needs and, and you can settle uh, with, with, with bringing in a lot less than you should be bringing in. But guess what? Uh, there are also a lot of people out there ambitious to bring in a lot more than they really need to uh, because they've chosen a standard of living unnecessarily and unsustainably higher than it needs to be. Uh, so, so many people out there choose to have a bigger and more expensive house than they really need. They, they choose to, to drive uh, a newer model car and accept the normalcy of car payments. They choose to eat out on a regular basis. They choose to furnish their home with expensive pottery barn decor and flat screen TVs. They choose a lot of the amenities, the comforts, and the conveniences that are just luxuries they could honestly do without. And, and as a result of that, they size up their barrels so large that it requires a lot more work to keep them filled. And they complain that they, they, they can never get ahead because getting ahead for them means uh, being able to afford new forms of pampering. Um, I have found that the winning strategy that would serve a lot of families well um, is to select a more modest standard of living that doesn't require so much cash flow, um, which makes filling and maintaining the barrel a whole lot easier. Of course, it's, it's not just choosing a practical standard of living, but it's also estimating those extra uh, special needs costs that inevitably come up in life. I'm, I'm talking about those special emergency, those special savings needs that, that every family has from the unknown medical costs to kids' college tuition to, to retirement planning needs. You've got to think about all those numbers. Um, every family is going to look a, a little bit different. Um, and, and obviously, the further out you're planning, uh, that the more your numbers will be approximations, but the point is you've got to pick the right size barrel. Uh, so, so get a piece of paper, get get out a calculator, or do what I do. I like to to uh, to get in, in in a lot of detail with an Excel spreadsheet and map it all out in hard numbers. Yes, that's going to take some mental energy. Yes, it's going to involve some math. But listen, if you want. If you want a handle on your finances, you've got to run the numbers. So, number one, size up your barrel. The second part or, or step to getting ahead in your finances is tapping into a suitable stream of income. If you're working with a rain barrel, what's the best way to fill it up? You've got to connect, you've got to tap into a good water source. If we're talking finances, you've got to connect to a good income source. Um, what, what qualifies as a good income source? Well, uh, I, I, would, I would say two things. Number one, uh, what makes a good income source a good income source is, number one, the reliability of the source, and number two, the volume potential of that source. So, reliability and volume. In, in terms of the reliability of your income, by that I just mean 
Do you have a steady job? Are you working for a stable business, even if that business is your own? I've met a few people who are the, uh, you know, uh, holding out for management types or the I'd rather be my own boss type who seem content to just sit on their backsides waiting for the skies to open to pour forth blessings freely into their lap. <laughs> um, now, if that's you, you, you can certainly sit on your porch and wait for the big rains to come in, but, but just understand you could be waiting a while. Rather, it may be a better idea to start collecting now, start, start collecting gradually, but with the guarantee of, of light rains that come through and, and the regular morning dew that you can, uh, can, can be sure you can count on. It may take longer to fill your barrel that way, but you will eventually fill your barrel if you can learn to be consistent. Honestly, if, if you don't learn to discipline yourself with a lower income, um, it, it doesn't do you any good if you end up with a higher income since you won't know what to do with what you get. Uh, but, but then once you have learned the importance of steady reliability and consistency, it is, it's not a bad thing to, to think about the volume of your income because while you don't have to, to have a hard rain to fill the barrel, a hard rain does speed up the process. And so thinking about how much you're earning, the, the volume of your earning and, and how you could be earning more in less time is a valid thing to think about. So how can you make more money in less time? Well, um, the, the way I say it is you have two options. You've got, you've got two options and there's nothing that says you can't put both of these options into practice. But number one, you can uh, be deliberate to position yourself in such a way that puts you in the path of a higher earning. In other words, uh, you, you can pursue a raise. Um, or number two, you, you can um, simply add a second or third source of income onto what you already have. Uh, that, that is to say, you can go out and, and get an additional job. So let's talk about that first thing in terms of pursuing a raise. My best advice uh, on that is not just to wishfully expect a raise, but to take the initiative upon yourself uh, to to stand a little higher, to stretch a little further in your work, to warrant a raise. D don't expect your bosses or, or your customers or clients, if you're self-employed, to just divert funds to you for no reason. You, you need to take the steps. You need to take the steps to make yourself more valuable. The more you put yourself where the water is most likely to fall, the more you're going to collect. So set up shop where the rain falls. Don't expect the rain to come to you. Um, in, in terms of uh, that, that, that second suggestion, uh, finding the second or third source of income, that, that's as simple as going out and applying for an extra part-time job or, uh, or finding some kind of side gig. Hook up to as many different gutters as you possibly can hook up to. If, if you're going to work multiple jobs, I'd encourage you to do so only as long as it takes to accomplish whatever getting ahead you're trying to accomplish. Ideally, 
if you're trying to bring in an, an additional stream of income, what you want to do is get to the point where some of those streams um, turn into a passive income. What do I mean by passive income? Well, a passive income is one that uh, brings in an income somewhat automatically and it works somewhat independently of you having to clock all the time. Um, I, I mean, there is some time involved, but, but most of it is automated. Uh, what are some examples of passive income? Well, having a rental property is a passive income. Uh, receiving certain investment dividends is a passive income. The sale of certain products or commodities is are, are, are passive incomes. There are lots of different things that can generate low time, uh, low time required passive incomes. I would say just just stay away from the pyramid schemes out there because those those drive me crazy. But options exist if you can just tap into the right options. So. So tapping into suitable streams of income is key. Uh, the third part or, or step to getting ahead financially is plugging as many holes in your barrel as possible. Obviously the best time to do this is when you're young, before you ever get started, when you're, when you're first picking out what size barrel uh, you, you want for your life. Pick a barrel, pick a standard of living that doesn't leak much. <laughs> pick a barrel that has the best quality valve on it that could control how much flows out of your possession. Listen, even the smallest drip in your finances, even the smallest waste left unattended will eventually drain the entire barrel. Ideally, you're already going to know that and you've, you've, um, you will have already taken steps to avoid the leaking before the leaking ever happens. Uh, my guess is, though, that for a lot of people out there, they were not careful in what barrel they chose, what standard of living they selected for themselves, and, and, and so their earnings are gushing out as fast as they come in. And listen, if that describes your finances, you will never get ahead. Um, it, it's, it's simple science. You've got to plug the holes. You've got to identify where all the waste is happening and you've got to fix that. I'm convinced one of the biggest sources of waste in a family's finances is the amount of interest they are spending on cars, credit cards, and the dreaded 30-year mortgage. If you still got your calculator out, just add up how much you are paying the bank in interest alone from all that that you're borrowing and, and think about how your life would be different if instead of paying the bank that same amount was being saved or even invested or reinvested um, in, in some of those passive income sources I was talking about earlier. Interest is usually one of the biggest holes that needs to be plugged but there are others as well. Uh, just, just think about your utility bill, your your TV bill, your entertainment bill, your gas-guzzling car's fuel bill, and on and on we could go. Just audit sometime all the different places your money is, is being spent and ask yourself if all of that is really necessary. I mean, in groceries alone, if there's, if there's one thing my wife has taught me about grocery shopping, it is to pay attention to the prices. There is a right way and there are wrong ways to spend your money at the store. 
but put a valve on your spending and apply, apply a little more control in what leaves your barrel. That, that usually takes the form of a good solid budget and a little bit of accountability to stop you from spending more than you should be spending. And again, the, the point isn't the point isn't to live like cheapskates, but but to live within your means because it's by living within your means, it, it is by spending less than what you earn that you start to get ahead, like a like a good rain barrel system. And when you apply those same principles, you begin to see the volume of your savings gradually increase to the point where, guess what? Eventually, you may you may even be able to upgrade your barrel. Or the way I see a lot of uh, rain collection systems work is you can even add a second barrel onto what you already have for all of the overflow. And then when, when that second barrel fills up, you can, you can add a third barrel and have a series of barrels, not just to meet your own future needs, but to be charitable and to meet others' needs as well. In my opinion, the great objective isn't to get ahead financially so we can better spoil ourselves, but to get ahead so that we can be of some practical good to those around us who are continuing to struggle themselves. Well, I've thrown a lot uh, at you today. Hopefully something here proves helpful to you. Eventually I plan uh, to, to get some more videos on here to go into some of these things I've mentioned in greater detail. I have a lot more I could say about things like uh, retirement planning and budgeting and how to generate a passive income and, and other points like those. Lord willing, I'll, I'll get to some of that soon. Um, but, but that's all I'll give you today. Uh, like and subscribe to our channel to stay tuned for, for more to come. Until then, God bless and, and thank you for watching. Mm -hmm.